everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Sug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and I purposefully didn't do a really bad intro. Uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm glad you're purposely not sabotaging our show. Well, I, I want to good. so badly, and alright, I'll give you a hint of what I was gonna do, and it was like, it's basically a Limp Biscuit song, I was gonna be like, well Jesus I know Christ. y'all be nope, loving this gonna... shit right here, ABTS podcast is right here, but then I was like, no, that's a terrible idea. Then you did it anyway. Yeah, no, because I wanted to mention- <laughs> I you could have like, just said Lip Biscuit and we could have stopped right there. Oh, that's what I mean. I feel like we already lost listeners. But if you're hanging out, uh, that's I was like just fascinated with Limp Biscuit recently being like, how did they get so popular? Like m- m- making so many like I, like I, when I was younger, I was an actually big fan. But like looking back, yeah. I feel like it doesn't it doesn't hold up at all. And it's just really funny. Like my girlfriend and I watched the music video for uh, the song Rollin' recently and the way they're Jeez. dancing and it's so like cringy and ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. It's just. It, Snoop Dogg's there, like they definitely had a huge fan base. Dude, they're fucking playing, rocking out on the top of the Twin Towers. I'm like, oh my god, this is actually insane. <laughs> Two terrible natural dis- uh, national disasters <laughs> right there: the Twin Towers and Limp Bizkit. But then it led me to the question of like, okay, they had such insane success. Whatever happened to Fred Durst? Because I remember we even had an episode where I was like, yeah, he's an independent film director. And I'm like, who would have ever thought? I think he's got a movie coming out with some like big name celebrity. I can't remember who exactly, but it's just like wild to think like, yeah, you're working with Fred Durst on a movie. It just... I don't know what people is fascinated. Oh, I mean, I guess there's a fascination, but like the way you're fascinated by like a 17 pile car wreck on like a highway, like it's just, ah, I don't know how people <laughs> genuinely enjoyed them. It's just yeah. always terrible. Like I still will blast Lincoln Park if I'm driving around and like that's definitely edgy teenage middle school days. Right. Like, and nostalgia factor, but I don't yeah. know. There's but some even, stuff that doesn't hold up. Even at that time, I was like, Limp Biscuit is terrible. Oh, uh, but I, they captivated me. I don't know. They're very unique. I'll give them that for I, sure. I, I won't deny that, but that's not a good <laughs> thing. Fair enough. Well, I guess, speaking of being unique, this is a really weird way to start <laughs> off the show. This is a Fair video enough. game podcast. Um, That was all my fault. I, I just had to do it. Um, How are you doing, though? Uh, tired. I flew back home for a week for a buddy of mine's wedding. And it was a great wedding, but it was also like kind of misty all week and then like the day of the wedding it was raining so it's like oh of course ouch oh yeah. man that's a bummer and that's the worst thing about it you plan that shit like years in advance maybe like one or two in advance and then you have a date and there's no changing it so it's just you hope it's good weather yeah i think i think it was pretty like steady with the weather like a month in advance it still was like it's gonna rain on this day so i think yeah. they're pretty well prepared for it and well, seeing, some, seeing some of the pictures, you got some amazing pictures, like, in the rain and stuff. But, yeah, it's still, like, it was also very warm. So I was either wet because of the rain or wet because I was sweating the whole time. Either way, I feel bad for whoever gets that rented suit after me. <laughs> That's going to be a rough ride. Yeah. Slippery. Yeah. But, yeah, so I had to fly out for that, and I flew back out uh, Wednesday. So I just got back. And I, I think the jet lag's – I avoided it going out. I think it's kicking in. Uh, this weekend i hear you we'll see that's understandable um have you had a chance to play many games i mean while you traveled did you get onto the ds or not really i brought it with me but 
uh, I was lucky enough of flying out. It was like a good airplane, and they had TV uh, monitors in the chairs and like a huge catalog of movies to watch. So nice. I actually just watched a ton of movies. And on the way back, uh, what did I do? I think I watched. I rewatched Hot Fuzz on my phone because I realized I don't think I've ever watched all of it. Oh, it's a I, really good movie. I like it. Yeah, it got bits and pieces like rerunning on Comedy Central all the time, but I don't think I ever sat down and watched the full thing. Um, and I think it just like fell asleep. And I started reading. Uh, one of the groomsman gifts my buddy gave me was uh, Uzumaki, which is a body horror manga, and it's super uncomfortable and hard to read because those visuals just sink into your head and never leave and haunt your dreams. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's just like, Uzumaki means spiral, and it just, if you see in, like, ramen, it's that, like, jagged circle little disc that's made of, like, fish paste with a spiral in it. Those are also called Uzumakis. Okay. It's just, like, this weird town that's cursed by spirals, and, like, like, it sounds weird to be like, oh, why is that scary? But you see it, and, like, I think, and I'm like, first 30 pages or something you see a guy who twists his whole body into a spiral into like a small container and like his body's like extended and warped and like rip like his internal organs are ripped out of his body like finishing the spiral and it's just like oh this is traumatizing yeah that sounds very bizarre yeah so like it's uh junji ito who's like a phenomenal amazing manga horror writer so like if you like horror and like body like dysmorphia stuff like He's your guy, because it's horrifying. Uh, don't watch the anime, because they recently did a Junji Ito collection as an anime, and it's awful. Like, awful in the sense of quality, not horror. Um, so it's just very, very, very bad quality. Uh, so if you can find the manga, read that. But, like, yeah, I'm not a big horror guy, because I'm what they call a pussy. Yeah, me and- <laughs> too, and I can't deal with that stuff, and it does haunt my dreams. And I was at my parents' house the other day, and I saw them, they were watching what is it america's got talent and this one Uh dude straight up just he looked like a normal person until he showed (laughs) us what his talent was and i was horrified he would just straight up bend over backwards and then like transform into like some kind of thing like it was it was just him just like contorting his body in a way that he was like an upside down like dog slash horse like (laughs) like galloping around and even like jumping like really high and like doing like interesting shit i don't know it was I've never seen anything quite like it. And he could like just contort his body so far around. Like it was just very uncomfortable. And I'm like, and I felt like immediately after seeing his performance, I'm like, anyone who's ever directed a horror movie is like saying everyone get in touch with that guy's agent (laughs) because like he is going to be the star of like the next horror film. There definitely are some contortionists who are like, not like actors, but get a lot of stunt work. From horror movies, like yeah. Tales of Eyes and stuff like that, because like yeah, they're able to just contort their bodies in these horrible, unnatural ways. Um, but I'm not like terrible with contortionists. Like usually, I'm pretty good at watching them because it's like yeah, they're alive, they're real people. It can only go so far. But in this one, it's like you know, it's a manga, so it's like yeah, that guy's definitely dead or like possessed by some horrible abomination. It's just like ugh, I don't know. It just gets under my skin. It's weird. Yeah, um, no, I disagree. I am terrible with. Contortionist. Contortionist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't normally do it, but it's a groomsman gift, so I feel obligated. So I'm slowly getting through that, but I'm limiting myself to only reading it during the the daylight. Yeah, good call. That <laughs> makes perfect sense. Oh, um, what other topic can we scare what, our listener with? <laughs> back, back to games. Um, I actually finished uh, Dead Cells right before I left. 
So oh, shit. it's still in early access, but I got to the end of it. There's like a little sign of like, hey, you reached the end. This is where, you know, once the game's out, we'll continue from here. But this is as far as early access goes. So nice. I finally beat that, which uh, was harder than I expected to be. Like the last level really just kicks you in the nads, like real tough. Here's um, a question. Um, how much more game do you think there will be, uh, knowing that it's the end of the early access experience? Do you think you were like 90% through like the full game? play experience or do you think maybe only like 60 or 40 it's hard to gauge because there's not really a story you're just kind of like you're this dude who wakes up in a jail get out and like you're on an island i think okay that's really it so it's not like oh like the final boss i got to was the hand of the king so i guess like his bodyguard or like uh, his uh, you know assistant or something and that's the final one so i'm guessing there's going to be the king at the very end Okay. Maybe something beyond that. But, like, I, you know, it could be the king, it could be the queen, it could be, you know, the duke, it could be the god. Like, it could, you know, there's no real necessary limit to it, so I'm not sure. Um, but I feel like, I feel like it would probably be a safe estimation to say it was at least, uh, like, 60% of the yeah. game. It, I mean, even in early access, like, there was no bugs. I've had no problems with it. I've had plenty of bugs and broken shit in finished games, quote, finished games. Um, <laughs> So this one was just like, it's early access, which means it's cheap, and there's like no real ending to it. Other than that, I, if you told me this was a finished game, I'd believe you. Like, if you changed the name to like, instead of the Hand of the King, that was the King, you'd be like, fine, I'm satisfied, that was a good game, like, I'm, you know, completely satisfied with my purchase, because it's probably like, I'm going to double check right now, I got 33 hours out of it. Nice. So yeah, definitely, you know, worth the price, and solid game. Uh, and we actually just found out I don't know if this is probably going to... We just found out. Uh, the developer, Motion Twin, who I think is a French studio... I think uh, so. ...actually pays all of their employees the same. It's a small studio, so it's only 15 people. Yeah. And they've said when they went over 20 people, it got really messy to manage. So, ideally, they're going to try and stick to only 15 people. Um, but it allows them to devote more quality to the work. And, yeah, they pay everyone equally. And I like the quote from, I think he was like the founder of the studio saying like, it's hard to argue who put more blood, sweat, and tears into a project or saying like, the blood, sweat, and tears you put in isn't worth as much as the blood, sweat, and tears I put in. Right. So, yeah. I, you know, there's definitely a hierarchy of like, he's the founder, he's been there longest in some people, so, but like, he gets paid the same as the guy who started last week. And yeah. I think that's definitely a very interesting way of doing it. And uh, I, I do believe it could only work on a small scale like that. It can't work. I- Definitely um, agree. Yeah, like Blizzard couldn't do that. It shows uh, the value in each member, and like it really gives like incentive for you to all like work together and and know that like I don't know it's it's interesting and like you said though only would work in a small scale environment. Yeah, and they talk about how burnout is a very very unfortunately common thing in like the games industry, and they yeah. say with this model they're able to keep an eye on everyone better and say like everyone gets burned out eventually, like even in their team. But it's able to say, like, hey, we can tell you're burnt out. Take a break. Like, you know, take a day or two off. Come back and, like, be fresh eyes. So it's good that it's small enough they can, like, take care of their team and know when, like, someone's struggling. Or, you know, so they don't hit that crunch time. Like, so many other studios. Like, uh, Witcher 3, love the game. uh, CD Projekt Red's developers, like, love them. They do amazing work. And I'm excited for the Cyberpunk uh, game to come out. But they are also notorious for doing crunch time and, like, like a lot of burnout for some of their staff which is unfortunate 
and might be preventable. I can't say because I've never run a gigantic video game company. <laughs> right. But there probably are ways to have avoided that. And like there probably was like, you know, some pressure put to him like, hey, you got to finish this deadline by this point. So I can um, imagine. Yeah. So with a smaller company, they're like, we're able to put more quality and passion into it and stuff like that. So it seems like seems like a good working model for them. And I, I hope to see it. Hope it does well for them because they make a great game. So definitely I thought that was definitely a little interesting tidbit we found. So yeah, I finished Dead Cells, which is great and recommended. I think it's only like 20, 30 bucks. Uh, it's on the Steam page right now. I can't see the price. Ah, fucking. But yeah, it's like the 30 bucks at most. It's not a full price. So I definitely recommend it to people. Um, and since I've gotten back, played a bit of Overwatch because they released a new hero. Meh. I, oh, I that's know. right. Yeah, the hamster and the mech suit. It's called Wrecking Ball. Wait, so... Hmm. Uh, that I thought... What was his name, though? Uh, I th- Wasn't Hamond? it like... Yeah, Hamond. Okay. That's the hamster's name. His hero name is Wrecking Ball. Because he's in the suit. Yeah. So okay. Like, you know, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So, I don't really know anyone who's thrilled about him. And I know a lot of people say, like, oh, that happens with every new hero. Now, I was fucking pumped for, like, Anna and Arisa and Moira. Like, they were awesome right from the get-go, at least for me. But, like, this guy, I don't know anyone who's excited to play him. It feels real weird. Real weird. Um, yeah, our other host, AJ, is, like, a fanatical Overwatch player. And yeah. uh, he apparently really dislikes him. Uh, it, it seems like everyone's either lukewarm or hate on this guy <laughs> so it doesn't seem like anyone's really positive about him i don't know if it's because he's not balanced and that's he's gonna get buffed or nerfed which is almost certainly gonna happen because it does with every hero uh, but it just handles so weird and it's just so it just messes like the flow of combat like every other hero seems to follow so it's just real odd and i don't know it'll take getting used to but with the way they're juggling around like balances and patches with every hero so much now like, they changed Symmetra and Hanzo a lot. Hanzo for the better, Symmetra for the much, much more, much worse, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just, like, it doesn't feel like the same game it was, and it's just, like, I'm definitely playing a lot less than I used to. Yeah, so, that's interesting. I, I wonder if they should stop adding characters at all. Like, just they, let it be a game. They planned from the launch 30 heroes. So they launched with 20 and then are slowly adding 10 uh, until they reach 30. I think that's a guaranteed amount they're going to hit regardless and then i think after that 30 it's gonna be up in the air of like should we add more or should we you know just keep it the way it is because that's the keep it that's the thing when they just add a new hero it's not like ooh, a new play style it then throws off the system for every other hero yeah so for example farah really hasn't had that many like changes to her but she seems unstoppable right now because every hero that counters her has been nerfed in some way pretty drastically so she's not stronger, it's just all of her counters are weaker now. And the same thing happens when anytime you introduce a new hero. It's like, well, here are the counters for him, here's who he counters, and then like everything's thrown off a bit because you have to realize how they work in actual combat. And it just, it really drastically changes the whole game with just one new hero. So yeah. it's, it, you can't just toss them in willy-nilly. Like I know some people are complaining, like, oh, they're not releasing them quick enough. I'm like, no, if anything, they might want to slow down and, you know, you sort out one hero before they release the next one. Definitely. Yeah, so it's it's kind of messy right now, but I mean, I don't hate them, but I'm definitely not playing them, and it just it just feels weird. 
Um, so yeah, I've been cutting back on that. Yeah, that's just to me. It's crazy that as like they know they have a fan base, and then they release a character, they're probably losing like player just because they released the character. I mean, it, it, with a game like this, they're losing players steadily anyway. I don't really think they're gaining any new players. I think they've hit, hit peak player numbers. And at this point, it's either just retaining them with new content or like changing things up a bit to keep people's attention or uh, just letting them slowly fade away. Cause like it's, it happens with anything. Like no game stays at the numbers they were at like launch. World of Warcraft's the most popular and that's definitely lost a lot of players, but you know, it brings them back in with every new like big update. I think there's another new update coming out soon. So it'll bring people in. Probably for like two months, two and a half months, maybe. And then I think after that, a lot of the people are going to pull away again. Yeah, that's it's just interesting uh, the way that all works. I know Rocket League's still keeping me interested every now and then, and there's lots of people still playing. It's crazy. Lots of updates, though. That's why they're steady. Yeah, it's like you don't need all five million people playing it like, consistently all the time. You just need like two million or something. You just need to retain the minimum amount to you know, keep the lights on. So, and they get, there are so many people playing Overwatch. I don't think they're worried about losing a few here and there because, you know, it happens. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, last one is Enter the Gungeon. I've been playing that again because there was a big update to it. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Well, there was an update to it. I don't know how big it was. They, they're making it out to seem like it was a huge update, but from what I've played so far, I've run through and beaten the Lich, who's like the final, final boss. Being him twice, like since yesterday. Um, so it just seems like, hey, here's a few more guns. Here's like a new speed run challenge mode. And here's like a handful of new enemies. And that seems about it. It doesn't seem like there's apparently a new boss, but there's like a weird way of unlocking him to even fight him. So I haven't seen him yet. But it okay. doesn't seem there's not like a new level. There's not like a new character to play as. It, it's, it just seems like here's a little more content. It doesn't seem as big as they may have been making it out to be. Or maybe I just haven't hit that yet, but... Potentially. Uh, yeah, so that pulled me in back, and I'll probably just play until I unlock all the guns that they've added. And once I do, I probably will stop again. So, okay. Still fun, though. Yeah, you played that one a lot, so you got a lot out of it. Oh, God, yeah, I got hundreds of hours in that. <laughs> um, I'm still going strong with Dark Cloud. I know I probably shouldn't be because I've played that game too many times in too my many. life, but I just love it, and it's so good, and it's fun. I'm at Matataki Village. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, The second village with, like, the the shopkeeper who's an owl. I, I think his name's Mr. Mustache. He's, a, like, a <laughs> weird character with glasses. Um, But, yeah, that's the thing. I, I have this item from a character that I'm trying – I'm actually lost. I I forget how to get this one guy as an ally. His name's Goro, and he's like this weird guy with like a mallet, and he drops these hunter earrings that you're supposed to use to talk to this tree, but the tree's dead because there's no water getting there, so like once you get to a certain point in like diving, well, there isn't dungeons in this village, it's just like you're going through uh, levels of a forest. Once you get far enough into the forest, I guess you... uh do some kind of event where it undams a dam and like all the water flows and you can like uh, revive the tree and then go talk to him. But like, I haven't gotten there just yet. So I'm eager to get to that point because, and I think I need Goro on my side in order to progress. So I I'm doing something wrong and I don't want to look it up. I'm, I'm going to be stubborn and try to figure it out. Yeah. So eventually if I can't figure it out and long enough, I'll just uh, look it up, but we'll see. Yeah. 
Speaking of that, that fucking shit in uh, Captain Spirit, the hot dog password, <laughs> no one got that. No Absolutely one. I refuse to no believe anyone got no, that. N- unless you're a developer of the game and it's like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Like, how if- would anyone guess? And also, think about it. I didn't even realize you could enter more than four digits. Why would you make a password that's so fucking complex of, like, just numbers? Like, I thought I'd be, like, cap out, like a pin, like yeah. four numbers so i was doing all sorts of dates i was like oh his mom's birthday and all mm-hmm. this shit and it's just like the, the simple stuff that it usually is the championship basketball game date or whatever it was like 2018 yeah. or something yeah i think most people thought it was like a pin because most phone number or most phone lock codes are pins um but the play that i saw the guy tested it where he's just like one 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 like to see what the max character limit was i think it was like 14 or something good um, god but yeah even if it was just hot dog like spelled regularly or like hot dog man I could see where you would, like, that'd be a safe guess for a password. Like, there were clues that kind of hinted at that the game you were trying to play on the phone was the Hot Dog Man game. So I could see that. But when it's spelled, like, H-A-W-T-D-W-A-W-G, like, no. No one's yeah, and that. in numbers, like, I don't know, that was just ridiculous. So if someone claims they, they figured that out on their own, they're full of shit. Um, <laughs> I refuse to believe you. Yes, me too. Uh, so tweet at us. Tell us how we're assholes. <laughs> eh, uh, what else? Dark Cloud's great. Yeah, definitely play that. Uh, still playing Rocket League. I'm trying to think. I, uh, I was playing a little bit of Zelda here and there, but not anything really, like, to report on. I just suck at that game, and it's so long, and I feel like I'll never <laughs> beat it. Um, it's, it's unfortunate because I've heard almost unanimously now, I think it's been enough time with uh, Breath of the Wild for the, you know, the sparkles to be rubbed out of people's eyes, and it's like, ooh, new Zelda, like, it's perfect. It's like, it's, it's not. Like, people no. are, you know, able to criticize it now without being uh, DDoSed, like, uh, yes. <laughs> the, uh, I forget his name, Jim Coalition was, um, uh, Jim Sterling. Um, That's right, yeah. But I think everyone kind of agree- agrees now that the beginning is the best part, and the ending just kind of fizzles out. At least story-wise, the story is definitely, like, lackluster towards the end. Uh, if you can definitely, if you're still entertained with all the side quests and stuff, which there's plenty too, like, uh, it's not hard to do. That's um, my that's main gonna, entertainment. Yeah, that's what's going to keep your attention for the end game. Like, the later part of the game is all the side stuff. And the challenges you set for yourself of, like, getting all of this armor or, you know, finding all the shrines or finding all of this. Like, that's what's going to keep you going through the end of it. Because uh, the, apparently the story-wise is pretty, uh, not disappointing, but, you know, definitely the weaker half of it. Okay. I'm eager to get there, but it's just going to take me forever. Gosh, too many games. Um, yeah. But also not enough because I have like a house now and I'm fucking mowing and like I was in Home Depot earlier and I'm like, man, I'm a goddamn adult. What happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Flying back to my parents were like, oh, yeah, the grass getting a little long. You want to, for old time's sake, run out and cut the grass? I'm like, no. <laughs> for old time's why, sake. <laughs> why would I? I'm on vacation. Fuck that. That is very funny. I sat oh, down man. and binge watched uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine almost the entire week I was home. Like, I, instead, you sat inside and played Mow the Grass Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it's probably a simulator game somewhere. I'm sure it is because there's so fucking many of them. Yeah. Speaking uh, of that, maybe we should play Game or No Game. But is there anything you want to talk about, like newsy before? News wise, uh, let's see. Discord. Seems to be following the trend of every fucking thing else online and all the other social media websites, if you want to call it that, of uh, banning not-safe-for-work content. So anything that would be considered risque or mature or not-safe-for-work 
has been purged off of all of Discord servers. So that's news to me. Apparently, this is like apparently it's nothing new for them. It's just them enforcing the rules they've always had, and now they're just putting a hard foot down on it now. So they they already had that rule established because that's what I'm thinking. I never like thought of Discord as a place to be like, yeah, send nudes or something like scandalous. Well, yeah, what? Yeah, not necessarily. It's definitely for Discord partners. So like people who are partnered with Discord and like through Twitch and. Uh, a lot of gaming stuff. Um, so a lot of like streamers and stuff will have a public Discord you can join. And uh, they're partners with that. So it's kind of like a small community for them. Right. Um, apparently it's purging through there. I don't necessarily know how hard of a rule it was. If it just was never enforced before. If it actually was a rule. Or if this is a brand new rule. They're just starting now. Right. Either way, I think it's pretty... In my opinion, it's pretty shitty. It's yeah. Granted... They're a private company. They're allowed to do whatever they want. I'm just saddened by it because it seems like a lot of more websites, especially recently in the last like two years, maybe when net neutrality got repealed, maybe when the UK starts uh, cracking down on pornography and stuff like that. It just seems like the Internet's kind of losing some of its power and it's being a lot more restrictive in a lot of regards. And they're like, oh, it has to be safe for work and for children. It's like, well, that's why there's certain websites children shouldn't be on. Right. so the responsibility of their parental locks, the parents themselves, and, you know, the kid's best discretion to choose whether they go on that site or not. It's also super easy to just hit, are you over 18? Yes or no? You just click yes. Like, if that's all the defense you have for, you know, mature content, it's going to get through. Like, I'm on a gaming website right now, like, that has the article discussing it. And on the side, all the banner ads are, like, nudie anime yeah, exactly. figurines. And the so, age gate on uh, Steam or any website with an age gate is such a joke. I'm like, I literally purposely do it. Like, I, yeah, I'm from, I was born in the year 1899. And it's like, yep, you're good. I'm like, yeah. dude, <laughs> there's, there's no there's way. There's nothing to it. So it's just like, it's so weird to me how, uh, I I don't want to say like safe everything's becoming, but like how it seems like everything has to be appropriate for everyone of every age all the time. It's like, no, there's, especially now because people of our age and above like grew up with video games and discord is definitely a video game service. Like it's meant for video games. It's meant to be used as a voice, uh, uh, VoIP. I forget what it stands for. Oh yeah. Of uh, what is that? Something voice over uh, internet protocol or something. Like yes, program. exactly. Um, but it's meant for video games. So it's meant to take up less RAM when you're playing a game. So you can still talk to your friends but it's not Skype or Steam chat that's draining all your resources on your computer. Um, so it's just like, it just feels so shitty that it's like, oh, this has to be, you know, there's stuff that can be suitable for only adults and only for kids, but stuff that's suitable only for kids can also be uh, suitable for adults. So let's just do everything is for kids. That way it appeals to both groups. It's like, no. Yeah, no, that sucks. And I have a feeling it's almost like technology is going to take two steps forward, we're at that point now, and then we're going to take one giant step back, and that step backwards is going to be make the internet a clean place where, yeah, like what you're suggesting, and then if you want the naughty internet, it's going to be on like an AOL disc. <laughs> they send you out the physical copy. Yeah, of it. you got to pay for the naughty internet. I mean, without net neutrality, you're going to have to pay for everything on the internet. If you want to see the sports page websites, you have to pay for that. If you want to see the entertainment, pay- uh, it's going to be like cable is now. You have to get the different packages. So it's like, if you want to see, you know, gaming websites, you have to pay for that internet access. 
if you want, you know, movie websites. You're gonna have to pay for that internet access. Cause yeah, that doesn't seem to be where it's fuck, all going. Fuck us. Like, why, yeah. why should that be a thing? Oh, because our government's entirely corrupt. Anyway, um, yeah. I just see more and more websites doing it. Like, Facebook's always been a proponent of that, but like, Reddit's been cracking down on some stuff. Amateur, Imager, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Twitter's cracking down on it. Like, so they're taking away not safe for work stuff. Uh, not Discord. And it's Are just, they really? Twitter? Yeah. There's definitely some people that do it. Like, I still get some, you know, fake spam bot, uh, porn accounts that are like, hey, if you want a private, uh, streaming show, like, send me $50 or whatever. It's like, okay, lady, sure. Whatever you want. <laughs> You're um, like, here's my $50. <laughs> but, like, you know, they'll still be just like porn bots that are just like spamming you with stuff. Um, so they're still on Twitter, but they're definitely cracking down on it. Right. So it's just like, there are adults on the internet. Like, adults want things on the internet that are for adults, that are marked mature. Like, let us have those things. Yeah, I, I feel like there just needs to be something, in, not invented, but, like, created for the internet that is similar to an age gate, but way more effective. Almost like CAPTCHA, but, like, are you a fucking kid? And it's like, you can't answer this question. Yeah, what if it was, like... Oh, right in your, well, this would kind of suck for everybody, but it's like, yeah, instead of a CAPTCHA, it's like, type in your driver's license ID if they get into this website. And it's like, but I mean, they don't probably, you won't want to give away that information necessarily, but like something like that, or it's like, do you know how to do your taxes? And if they say yes, they're an adult. I mean, with Equifax leaking everyone's information, it's already out. We're fucked anyway. Yeah. I mean, China knows every single fact about all of us it has all of our credit card information we're gonna wake up one day and just be entirely in debt yeah and it's just my dad was worried about sending me like a picture of a you know a personal uh document with information on it and he's like make sure you delete that i'm like dad the information's already out there like if someone wants to steal my like social security number equifax fucked us all over it's out there like so it's not that but like leisure suit larry had a a funny like age restriction thing where it was like uh, you had to answer a question, and I was like, who was Gorbachev? And back yeah. in the day, when Elytra Suit Larry was like an actual, uh, uh, I don't want to say good game, <laughs> but like, <laughs> back when it was like Pixels, and it wasn't just the shitty 3D uh, like brand name one, um, it was before the internet, so you couldn't just look up Gor- who is Gorbachev online and find the answer. You actually had to know what that was, or who that was, to play the game. Right. And and now if you did that anywhere, you have the internet, you can just google the answer to any question and get in. So it's you know, I'm not going to act like I have an answer to proper age gates and to keep kids from seeing, you know, inappropriate things some adults might not think they should see, but I don't think every website has to be cleaned down and like safe and protective and like ugh. I know, at least for me, I saw a lot of nudie stuff when I was, like, 10 and 11. Like, it just seeps in there through the internet. So, like, it's gonna happen, man. Like, I'm not saying show your kids porn and sit them down watching Backdoor Sluts 9 at, like, the age of 7. Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, like, sex and nudity is a part of life. It's gonna happen. You can't be so protective of it. And, you know, every internet service can't bend to the will of, you know, protective parents. So, it's just, it just... It's a bummer seeing, like, Discord do it now, too, because they always seem to be stand out and do their own thing. Well, put yourself so. in their shoes. I feel like all these companies are doing it. It's like, I feel like we have to follow suit, but that's also shitty, too. Don't uh, just be a follower. Be a leader, Discord. I mean, all these other companies are jumping off the bridge. I guess I will, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just a bummer. So, 
if you were a part of a few different Discord channels and there was a bunch of smut on there, it's gone now. See you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks for those people. <laughs> yeah. You have to find your porn like all of us do. Yeah, on uh, Twitter. I mean, oh, wait, not there anymore. No. Eh, sometimes. No. Eh, it'll still slip through, <laughs> slip through every now and then. Like, you never know. Just use Bing. Bing is there a filthy uh, Google. They don't, oh, we've they established don't that. Oh, we yeah. gave our listeners this tidbit. Um, oh, yeah. One thing. This is something that I'm actually legitimately excited about, and uh, kudos to my girlfriend for pointing it out. It's actually a, a game that's coming out uh, that's Mario Kart inspired, but it's with a Nickelodeon character cast. Uh, and it's, I, I'm not sure, wait, it's going to be called Cartoon Network Battle Crashers, and it's being developed wait, by Bam Ta- Tang. Wait, yeah, wait, what the hell? All right, what? no, it's the same. I'm sorry, I I said that entirely wrong. It's by the same people <laughs> bes- behind the game Cartoon Network Battle Crashers, okay, uh, which is the the company Bam Tang. So I've never heard of them. I never played that game, but it does look uh, from the screens that they have. It looks really cute and interesting. So far, though, they've only announced four of the shows out of twelve of that will have characters on the roster for this game. So um we know we're gonna have TMNT, we're gonna have uh Hey Arnold, SpongeBob SquarePants, and shit, what was the other one? I gotta find out. Rugrats? Yes, definitely. Huh. So what do you? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, uh, in theory, it sounds pretty good. Uh, I always uh, like Mario Kart games, but first of all, I don't really. Maybe it's just because I never really kept up with it, but I don't associate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Nickelodeon, really. Um, it's uh, looking at it. It's not the newest iteration of uh, Ninja Turtles because the newest one is um, a different style. It's back to two D. Uh, I personally think it looks really gross, like. Raphael looks really, like, big and monstrous and, like, hideous. Um, but this is the last iteration of Ninja Turtles where it was 3D models. Um, a few people I follow on Twitter, a few artists work on it. Um, I went to a workshop of a guy who actually was, like, a, I think, the art director on it or maybe an animator. Um, but this is the last iteration of the 3D models where it was, like, Rob Paulson was back as Donatello. Greg Sipes was, uh, Michael, uh, yeah, Michelangelo. Um, there's actually a uh, what's his name, the guy from uh, American Pie, Jason oh, Biggs. Yeah, the main guy from that. He was Leonardo for a while. Then he ran his fucking mouth on Twitter and said a lot of bad shit, and actually got kicked off from the show. Whoa! So what did he, he say? Leonardo. It just he he's gotten in a lot of trouble for saying a lot of shit on Twitter before of just being like. You know, oh, am I too real? Are these jokes too offensive? Because I'm speaking the truth sort of things where it's not funny at all. He's just trying to be edgy and being like, on PC is cool. And it's like, it's not that being PC is uncool. It's just you're being an asshole. Like, they weren't really jokes. He was just being a dick. And if you're on, you know, it's a good show. I don't, you know, and adults can't enjoy it, but it is targeted towards children, like towards kids. So, like, if you're on a kids show, maybe don't say terrible things on your social media platforms where you're held responsible for. So, uh, uh, people don't use their brains. No, no, it happens too so much. But I think Sean Astin, who's uh, Sam Eyes in uh, Lord of the Rings, I think he took over for Leonardo. Oh, well, that's awesome. I love that yeah. dude. Um, but yeah, it's the 3D show. It it sucks because all the Ninja Turtles are just the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. Like, there's no tagline to it there's no subtitles there's no way to really differentiate them at least just from the name alone right um, but that one was a good one that one was on nickelodeon so 
it it wasn't normally on Nickelodeon, but this latest one was. So Interesting. That's what they're uh, bringing in. Well, that's kind of. I'm sure people that are fans of like all of Nickelodeon and. TMNT or like excited I would assume it looks interesting I gotta ask though why now well, why well okay are- to answer that this has already happened Bren this is the thing that my girlfriend brought to my attention that I didn't even fucking realize there was a game on Game Boy Color called Nicktoons Racing so oh, like yeah, that, I'm, that yeah, was I'm aware. Thing. but that's so, what I mean like Nick Nicktoons aren't really a thing anymore there's definitely a lot less animation on Nickelodeon than there was back in like late 90s, early 2000s, because animation's getting expensive, and they cut corners by just doing shitty reality, sh- like, live-action shows now. Um, so Nicktoons aren't really a thing anymore. Rugrats, when's the last time Rugrats was on the air? They're when's bringing the it back! It's coming the- back, like, I'm not even kidding. I heard something about, like, fuck, was it Rugrats live-action? And I was like, I don't Jesus, want that at all. No. I, I, I can't, I'm not sure if that's true, but I, I felt like I heard grumbles of that, and I'm like, please tell me it's not a thing. But that's the thing, like, Hey Arnold's coming back as a TV sh- or as a movie, Invader Zim's coming back as a movie, I think there's another one coming back as a movie, or Rocko's Modern Life's coming back as a movie, like, they're redoing all this stuff, because they're aware that there's still fan bases and people that want to see that stuff, people still like that stuff, they don't like the new stuff as much, yeah, everyone kind of agrees, like, much like everything else, Spongebob kind of started shitting the bed after the movie came oh, out, because that's when definitely. most of the team left. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of like Nicktoons was a very limited time. It's not around anymore, the Nicktoons era. And that's where all these, most of these characters are based out of. And so were kart racers. The Crash, the Crash Team Racings, the Mario Karts, like all these kart games were in like the late 90s, early 2000s era. And they're not really popular anymore because people realized, hey, these are kind of dumb and super repetitive. Like Mario Kart's one of the few that made it out of there because it's got the staple of all the Nintendo power behind it like they can afford to put out a game that's not selling definitely like, crazy so like why are they doing this now because on paper it sounds amazing because it's like exactly what you just said made me like confirm in my brain if i was them i would be like yeah i'm giving them the go ahead it's because there is a large fan base for kart based games like mario kart there's no denying that but they're not going to steal a large percent of them away from that game with uh, but what they are relying on is they're going to be uh, the venn d- diagram overlap of the kart players and the people that love nintendo and then are just like oh i love both of these things i'm definitely gonna want to play this game it's like it's a perfect style of game to just like have random cast of characters if you have like a giant franchise of characters just fucking throw them in a cart game i'm sure it'll work like you know what i mean but they've they've done this all like you said before they've done it already with another game cartoon network's done it before they've playstation's done this with smash brothers doing the playstation all-stars battle royale whatever bullshit that was but yeah. they're like, hey, we got a bunch of characters, let's match them all together. And no one played it. None of them were particularly successful, but I think yeah. this one has the most uh, potential, mainly because it is just a next-gen version, and it looks like decent graphics. Uh, it is the characters we know and love. Uh, it just sound, It's like fresh because I feel like most people wouldn't even know that Nicktoons Racing was a thing. They wouldn't know that Cartoon Network one that I fucking misspoke on earlier <laughs> was like a thing. Yeah, exactly. T- hell, that doesn't ring a bell at all to me. But that's what I mean. Like, that's the thing. No one remembers this. No one's going to remember this because, like, it shouldn't be a thing. Looking at a few screenshots of it, it has the same problem all the old Nickelodeon games did where it's just, it's way too busy. It's way too cluttered. There's too much shit going on on screen. And it's just like, it's a, 
it's not even like overwhelming necessarily. It's just a mess to look at. And- it's very colorful and yeah, fucking clusterfuck. But the one thing that has me excited is the fact that we don't know all of the characters on the roster. Like I said, only four of the 12 shows are like announced. Um, so that leaves a lot of room for speculation. I'm definitely anticipating some kind of fairly odd parents. Please God. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what other stuff there would be. I was, I was into Nickelodeon to a degree. I was definitely more of a Cartoon Network kid. And in this situation, I almost, since it's the same studio and everything, you'd almost wish that it would just be like the mashup, like, Marvel versus Capcom of like uh Cartoon Network Nickelodeon racers all in one like oh, kind of deal. Happen. I know that sucks. That right now. Yeah, fuck. All right, yeah. But, Wishful thinking. Like with uh Nintendo, that was all like the same style. All Nintendo games could work pretty well with each other. The outliers being Metroid and Zelda, but even Zelda, is, you know, works pretty well now especially since they've gone like cel shaded after Wind Waker and gotten a lot like cartoonier. Um but, like, all of the Nickelodeon shows just look so different. And with so many of them being 3D and this game being in a 3D setting, all of the 2D ones look very odd. There was the Fairly Odd Parents and Jimmy Neutron crossover where they switched shows. And you see Jimmy Neutron in 2D and Timmy Turner in 3D. And they looked awful. So, like, there's going to be a lot of the characters that just look really odd and weird and out of place because they just were never initially designed to be like this. So, like, at the bottom, we're talking about, like, Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom and the Avatar cast, like, The Last Airbender. It's like, those are all 2D shows, and once they're in 3D models, they're going to look a little goofier and not really gel well together. So, I don't know. I don't think this is going to do well. I think this is going to get a few people out of just sheer, like, what the fuck is this, or nostalgia. But I don't think this is going to have a long run. I'm going to give it a month at best. Right. It's going to die out. Yeah, I could see that happening. So it's a worth, at least worth mentioning for you Nickelodeon heads out there. I'm not sure if there's many of you. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because uh, Butch Hartman has since, I think he left Nickelodeon and no longer has any shows running on there because he had like four, I think, uh, total. Um, and he's been doing more stuff on Twitter and uh, YouTube and uh, kind of being a fucking asshole, like a pretty big douchebag about a lot of different stuff. Damn. Um, so it's it's unfortunate to see like, Oh, here's, you know, a guy whose shows I enjoyed. And it's like, oh, he's another dick, just like everyone else seems to be these days. So it's it's unfortunate. If you, if you like Danny Phantom and Fairly Odd Parents and Tough Puppy, like, maybe maybe don't look up any of his recent stuff. Maybe leave those uh, memories in the past uh, with the good feelings. Don't, don't stay up to date with Butch Hartman. He's kind of being a jerk. Gotcha. So, good advice. Um, yeah. Speaking of unfortunate, uh, do you want to play game or no game? Uh, sure. Real quick, though, while we're sort of tangentially on the topic of cartoons, especially Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah. Uh, Getty Tartakovsky, who is a fucking mammoth figure in animation, especially Cartoon Network. He's the guy behind Samurai Jack, Powerbook Girls, Dexter's Lab, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Um, so much shit. Uh, all the Hotel Transylvanias, I haven't seen them, but they seem to be wildly successful. So much so that it was just announced that he's going to be uh, directing an R-rated comedy for Sony Animation. Oh, shit. I did see that. Yeah. So, I don't know about how big an animation everyone else is, but this is fucking huge news. Yeah. Because he is a fantastic director and writer and animator, and I absolutely trust him with an R-rated. Uh, he was in the works of doing a pop uh, Popeye movie, but I think that fell apart because of the studio. Um. 
So he has some experience with, like, big budget movie stuff, and I really look forward to it. I believe it's called The Black Knight, I think? I'm not too sure. I'm looking at the article right now. Um, but yeah, I think he's got, like, one or two deals for an R-rated comedy animation movie. So I'm very excited for this. So Yeah, that anyone, sounds exciting. Anyone else who's a big animation nerd, uh, keep your eye out for it. Very cool. All right, well, let's see which games you know are games or not. Let's play Game or No Game. So, let's see here. What do you think of a game called... God, I hope we didn't do these already. Uh, <laughs> that's not the game. Uh, do you think there's a game <laughs> called Reading Simulator? No. It's a game. Um, Damn it! Yeah, I, I know. That it just one seems, sucks. It just seems so bland. I thought it'd be yeah. like Reading Simulator, <laughs> like something, 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 2018. Yeah, no, it's definitely stupid as hell. A lot of these are. Um, It's always the simulators. It's always the simulators that get me. I love those. Uh, How about Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry? (laughs) Shit, that's absolutely in line with the Leisure Suit Larry sense of humor. Like, if it's not a real game, it could easily be a real title for one of those. (sighs) Oh, I... God damn it, I only know like two of the actual Laser Shoot Larry titles, so I'm gonna say not a game. Oh, it's a game, and damn the thing it. is, I would have been way too proud if I came up with that. <laughs> like that that is a phenomenal name. It's and a good title. Yeah. It definitely, like you said, in line with that. Um h- how about let's see here. Do you think there's a game called Bum Simulator? No. I didn't either, but it's definitely a thing. God damn um, it. I figured there was uh, too many real ones in a row. I had to, you had to change it up at least a bit. Yeah, I think I'm doing a good job of uh, confusing you. How about Chess Slayer? <sighs> See, I want to say no, but now I don't know anymore because I've gotten everything wrong so far. Since it's not a simulator, I'm going to say no. That's a no. Yeah, you got that okay. one for sure. That's pretty good. Um, simulators. How about Afro Samurai Bloodbath? Ooh. See, I know there's an Afro Samurai game, and it's pretty dope. I think the controls were a little weird. Um, but I do remember there was a game. The show's phenomenal. If anyone hasn't seen the show, I highly recommend it. It's like six Same. episodes. Same. I it's did real really short. enjoy the show and movie. I think there was a movie. Was there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I recommend it. It's very good, and but pretty quick. You could knock it out in a day. Um, What was the title or the subtitle to it? Bloodbath? Uh, Bloodbath. I'm going to say no just because of that. I feel like it was something else. That's a no. And yeah, it was perfectly designed to throw you off with the whole just Afro Samurai. And yeah, where you went with it. Because I knew there was a game too. I think it didn't even have a subtitle. I think it was just Afro Samurai. And I was kind of making it seem like, oh, what if there was an offshoot game or something? Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, that's a no. I would love there to be. Because I think I played the demo for the game on PS3 and it it wasn't bad. Like it definitely, I don't know how well it did, but I definitely could see it doing well I I would like that world to continue, but I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like maybe if it continues, it ruins some of the charm of you know how short and self-contained it is. So maybe it's for the best there isn't. 
Yeah, absolutely. How about a game called Drunken Pants? All one word. Ah, man. You stare into the void of Steam. The void stares back at you, and you find out how many (laughs) terrible, terrible games there are. So, like, this easily could be the name of a game. There's fucking Showering With Your Dad Simulator. Like, there could be any game. So, I don't know. Um, No. I'm going to say no. That's a game. Damn it. How about, let's see here. I got a couple more for you. Everybody could care less about Ramon. <laughs> that one's no. That's <laughs> it's too much. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's enough. Much. <laughs> I'm thinking that would really be a horrible game if someone that's, went that far. That's a little too on the nose. <laughs> yep, sorry about that. Uh, a couple more. Um, Let's see. Alien Architect. Yes. That's a no. I thought Fuck. it sounds, doesn't that sound like a game? I feel like so, I could see that being a thing. Because that's kind of in line with like the, the building games and like city builders are kind of in line with the simulators where they're just, there's so many more than I would have think there are. So like, I could easily see like, it's SimCity, but on Jupiter, like on an alien planet. Like, I could see that being a real game. All right. I have two more for you. All right. Let's see here. What do you think of a game called Stay Alive Apocalypse? Yes, that sounds vaguely familiar. That is a game, and shit, I feel like that might have been on Game or No Game, I wonder. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, that's just such a stupid title. Um, But the last one, uh, do you think there is a game called Fish Police? <laughs> uh, no, but I want there to be. There isn't, but the good news is it was a TV show in the 90s. I think it was an animated. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fish Police, uh, 92. Yeah, <laughs> But that's how we play, game or no game. Fish this police. Is, this is some deep-seated memory shit that I did not know. Like, I've seen in a bunch. Like, I've seen stills of it, but I've never seen an episode of it. Yeah. Uh, that's just one of those things that just, like, unlocked. Like, oh, there's that room. And just like... <gasps> Why the hell isn't there a video game of that? But it is... It could, uh, be. It could be, like, yeah. a Telltale, like, noir, like... You know, like, uh, what's the, the, the Wolf Among Us? Exactly, yeah. It could be like that. Sam and Max and... I do like the art style. It's very old school animation. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's for sure. Yeah, fish that are police. Fish police. It reminds me of uh, was it was the one uh Buster something? He was a cop, but he was like a cat. Oh, what? Oh, all right. Just give me a second. Yep. No, I need to. I try (laughs) figure this out. I need to know what this is. Oh God! All right. What movie was Don not to fish as? Probably a lot. He uh, like he's one of those celebrities that like, even if you don't know who he is, he's a good character to have. Like he's a very recognizable character. So like, oh, I found it. Fish tales or shark tales. The Miss the Incredible Mister Limpet is what this reminds me of. What the fuck? That is a movie from 1964 <laughs> with Don Knotts. Uh, that's a, I don't know why it reminded me of that, but that's what it. Took me back to, oh man, we're doing the spiraling bonkers. out of control Fucking thing. Fucking bonkers is the show. 
It's like, he's like a cheetah, like, creature, but he's also a cop, and it was like on Nicktoons with like, uh, Chippendale, uh, and like, Rescue Rangers, and like, DuckTales, like that era of animation. He's a Jesus bobcat? Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Yeah, look up Bonkers, like, it, that's all it's called, so look up like, Bonkers, like, TV show, <laughs> cartoon. See if that, see if that unlocks anything in your brain. That did not unlock anything for no. me. I feel like we've gone too far, but okay. that's been this episode of Almost Better Than Silence. Uh, let's do some plugs. <laughs> Where can our listeners a... find you? <laughs> that was God. bonkers, literally. That was a rabbit hole we fell down. Um, me, uh, ABT has run on Twitter is very uneventful, but I don't have an artist because I ran out of a bunch, so I have to find more artists to recommend. Uh, instead, I'm going to plug Sonic Mania Adventures again on YouTube, because now it's all done. I think there's five episodes total, and on the Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube channel, yes, there's a Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube channel, um, they compiled it all together into, like, one um, video, so you don't have to watch, like, five separate videos. So, I definitely recommend checking out all the episodes combined. It's only, like, 11 and a half minutes, and it's just some good, good, good animation, and just really captures the, like, essence and quality of like old sonic back in like the 90s when he was like goofy and fat and not trying to be a dumb edgelord with like a chain wallet back when he was sucking on chili dogs yeah exactly okay leo white level and knuckles wasn't just some big boneheaded idiot like uh, yeah i check out sonic mania everything it's just all so good (laughs) awesome when you let fans do something and it just works out well it just makes my heart glow and just being like yeah corporations are out of touch and don't know what good things are anymore but the fans do it and they do it well totally solid plug and listener if you like our show please give us a like follow subscribe all that kind of shit uh we're findable on facebook twitter twitch instagram all that stuff uh itunes uh wherever you listen to podcasts tell a friend all that stuff you can email us at almost better than silence at gmail.com with any suggestions or tell us how bad we are um but we we really appreciate you listening, and we will be back next week. Oh, yeah, check out our network stuff, too, almostbetter.net, for a lot of other podcasts. But we will be back. See you guys. See you.